0: space through Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Periscope. Stu is also the Spymaster Director of our Mystery Shopping Report. He dispatches our secret shopper weekly to an unsuspecting South Florida dealership. And now, on with the show. Good morning, everybody. We're back live on the air. We're uh, streaming on the internet. We're all over the world, and we're here to help you avoid being taken advantage of when you buy your next car or lease your next car. When you have your car maintained or you repair it, uh, we've got most of the answers. I won't say we've got all the answers, but uh, we're kind of unusual. I don't think there's another show, uh, certainly not another live show, uh, out there anywhere in cyberspace like this. Uh, Spread the word. We'd appreciate that if you could tell your friends. We have a huge number of regulars out there. And uh, regular callers and participants and some just that don't call. In fact, most don't call. But I, I'm surprised every day at the number of people that say, I saw you on Facebook or I heard you on the radio or uh, saw you on YouTube. And it spread. And it's spread all over the world, literally. Uh, we've been as far as Bali. I have to mention that. We haven't had anything further. You can't get much further away from Florida than Bali, I guess. So that's pretty cool. Uh want to remind you, I always do this, people tend to think of this show as uh, how not to get ripped off by my, when you buy a car. That's certainly a big part of it, but a lot of it has to do with the complexity of today's automobiles. And uh, most of us uh, have experienced, including me, I'm in the business. I'm an automobile dealer in full transparency and confession. Uh, in fact, my book is Confessions of a Recovering Car Dealer. Um, I'm in the business, and I have difficulty... Uh, with my car, cars are too complicated today. I'll, I'll be honest about that. I think the manufacturers have gone overboard in complexity. Uh, well-meaning, I suppose, they are trying to sell more cars. The more bells and whistles and toys you put on the car, I, I think they believe the more vehicles they sell, which is true. I mean, it, I'm one of those people out there that when I can see a product that's kind of modern and technically uh, cool, I'll buy it. And then oftentimes I find out after I buy it, I can't figure out how to operate it. And that's where we find ourselves with cars. We've got Rick Kearney sitting on my right here in the studio. And Rick is a certified diagnostic master technician. Been around uh, the block many times uh, on automobiles and trucks and the rest of it. He could pr- practically build a car if he had to. In fact, I think he did when he, he was a kid. And uh, that's how you have to get started. You have to love what you do. Rick loves what he does and uh, he's fascinated by automobiles and he's evolved. That's the thing I like about him is he never got stuck and, and some of us get stuck in technology and he never did. He's he's, he's ridden the technology wave with cars. I mean, uh, Bluetooth and all the other high-tech, computerized things that have happened, bricks on top of it. So, if you're stumped with your car, you got a little tick or rattle or Uh, anything wrong a a smell (laughs) vibration and you can't figure it out and you're afraid to go into a car dealer just call the show 877-960-9960 you might want to write that down if you just tuned in or you're driving your car and maybe you wait till you get where you're going and you can write it down 877-960-9960 call Rick say hey I got this little uh, vibration and uh, I'm kind of afraid to take it back to my dealer. My car's out of warranty and I'm afraid they're going to get me on the repairs. And you have a chit-chat on the air. Or you can text us at 772 497 6530. That's our old-fashioned text number. 772 497 6530. If you text us we almost certainly will get to that, maybe not right this second, but we will certainly get to it by the end of the show. And we also have a super neat line. Uh, it's, it's, uh, I'm, I'm surprised it hasn't gone viral. Why doesn't everybody have a vehicle, a way to contact a company anonymously? The police department has it. FBI has it. Uh, I think they have suicide hotlines, have it. I mean, there are a lot of people out there that have ways you can call and be anonymous because people sometimes just want their privacy. So if you want to be anonymous and call this show Earl on Cars, go to anonymousyour, Y-O-U-R, your your youranonymousfeedback.com. youranonymousfeedback.com. And you can say anything you want to say. Hopefully it'll be productive And uh, be something that other people would like to hear We get a lot of those And uh, hopefully we'll get a lot this morning So you add that together with the call-in number 877-960-9960 And the text number 772-497-6530 And then youranonymousfeedback.com There's just no damn reason you shouldn't contact this show and that's what makes the show, because you really come up with some cool ideas. And you just don't ask questions. You make uh, suggestions. You get, uh, give us constructive criticism. In fact, we have the anonymous, so you can even make non-constructive criticism. <laughs> you know. And just, let's face it. Just insult if, us. Yeah, if, you're, if we're irritating you, uh, tell us, because we're probably irritating somebody else. And if we don't know that we're irritating you, we can't improve. We try to get better. There's a Japanese word, Kaizen, K-A-I-Z-E-N, and the translation is continuous improvement. We try to get a little bit better every week, and there's nothing better than constructive criticism to help us. And I think we have. We've been on the show for about 20 years. You know, I've never listened to a rerun when we first started. I wonder if we could find Nancy was with me when we first started The rest of the crew here Has joined us since then But Nancy Stewart started this show With us, me About 20 years ago Half hour show on c Radio Wouldn't it be fun to listen to that show And uh, hear it And see what we did I bet we were pretty sloppy mm, I don't think so Oh you think we were cool huh? I
1: think we were always good yeah.
0: And speaking of Nancy Uh, Nancy is our female advocate. I know some of you men out there don't like to hear that, but too bad. Uh, Female advocacy is a fact of the 21st century, and the fact that women are coming into their own finally in this country, unlike some countries around the world where they're still treated like third-class citizens. In America, we're at least getting the idea that you have to uh, look at half the population that are so important to our economy and the world and say hey give them the give them an equal break and that's what Nancy's doing for female advocacy on Earl on cars and uh, she is encouraging all of our female listeners I'm going to use that word female we were told two or three weeks ago that wasn't that was a derogatory term I can't think of a better one I know woman lady um, there's a lot of other uh, the other sex I don't know what we anyway uh we'll say female i'm not trying to be negative about it but our female listeners if you call the show nancy is going to tell you about a special offer that we will incentivize you if you've never called the show before and uh i'll turn the mic over to nancy
1: thank you uh good morning everyone and uh welcome take advantage of www.youranonymousfeedback.com Real important say whatever you want You can't be tracked down www.youranonymousfeedback.com and uh, for the ladies this morning i offer you fifty dollars for the first two new lady callers and uh, to everyone out there that's listening uh i have a question uh has your purchase for uh, a vehicle sort of put you on the back burner right now Uh, because well (laughs) we're at an all-time high as far as uh, prices are concerned and uh, it has a a a lot to do with um, a lot of factors Uh, i won't go into them right now Uh, and earlier whenever earl asked uh, about our shows in the past and i said we were good uh, what i meant by that comment (coughs) excuse me was that um we've always felt passionate from the very beginning And uh, to my knowledge, nobody in this studio has gone to communication school. And uh, we just sort of fell into the positions that we're in because of our passion, because of the um, empathy that we have for the consumer. So that's what's made us good. Uh, It's all about you. It's all about you. Uh, And it's just like the consumer report that we often talk about. Uh, they are not there for the companies that they uh, investigate uh, that they test on and on and on they are there for you so with all of that said uh, give me a call uh, ladies uh, what affected your car purchase this past week or did you decide not to you can win yourself 50 dollars this morning by calling me That's the first two new lady callers. Now back to the recovering car dealer.
0: And speaking of lady callers and ladies, thanks to Nancy, we now have a mystery shopping person who is female. And we refer to her as Agent Lightning because we keep our mystery shoppers very, very secret so that they can shop over and over again. And Agent Lightning shops... She's been in Pennsylvania. She's been in Orlando. She's been all over. She's been in uh, where's it Tennessee or Tennessee, Tennessee. Tennessee. Yeah. Pennsylvania. So she's she's doing an amazing job. And for many many years we had male shopper after male shop. Now we have a female shopper. So thanks uh, Nancy for uh, recruiting Amy. Uh, I mean Agent Lightning. And uh, let's turn the mic over to... uh, You
1: know, before you you go on, let me mention uh, the fact that I didn't mention Agent Lightning um, when we began the show uh, just a couple minutes ago, uh, but what a spectacular, amazing, professional uh, job that she has done. And uh, you talk about being put in a position that you unknowingly are so good at. Uh, it, it's, uh, you know, the big guy's got a plan for all of us, and she was meant to be where she is, and uh, she is a great asset to the show. Now back to the recovering car dealer.
0: I'm going to flip over to Stu because he's in charge of our mystery shoppers, and uh, he also was monitoring our text and uh, other input.
2: That's right. You know, I think these days uh, our mystery shopping is uh, taking on a new importance and in the past, um, obviously it was meant first and foremost to be informative and just educational about what's going on in the car business business around here and, and beyond. Uh, but when we have these b- weird changes, like with the pandemic and the inventory shortage, it can change the car dealer behavior and tactics like overnight. Yeah. And so everything that we talked about maybe last year uh, it was wholly, wholesale different from what's going on right now, so it's nice to be able to get real-time data happening in a market. Uh, I don't want to sound like we're bragging, but this is better than CNBC or the Wall Street Journal. You
0: hit it right on the head. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I read things in the news that we talked about on the show right. three weeks ago. We see
2: the trends appearing um, before uh, the, the national media sees the trends appearing, certainly and uh, and also it's just not commonly talked about so the things that we talk about on the show might not be relevant to a lot of people at this moment but right now there are a lot of people with a broken down cars a lot of people who need to get a car right now are thinking who want to get a car yeah and uh so it's really important uh to listen to the show we're not trying to toot our, our, our own horns but it is fraught out there with uh with dangers and pitfalls and um i really so you know i'll be honest with uh, the listeners sometimes I, I feel guilty that we're that we do it i feel sometimes that we're, we're we pick on uh, people but then i remind myself of the the, the the people that matter are the people that are getting taken advantage of so uh, while uh, we do have a certain <laughs> sense of remorse, <laughs> it's, not, it's not that strong a sense
0: of remorse. <laughs> and if there's any doubt of our integrity or transparency, let me share a little family secret with you. Uh, as you know, we have a toilet dealership. And uh, we are in the business, and we've been doing that for 47 years. And uh, we're advising on this radio show that you don't buy a car. So uh, when I put my Toyota dealer hat on, I'll talk to my son, and uh, and I will say. Uh why aren't we doing a better job selling cars? And my son will say, well, Dad, it might be because you're advising your radio audience <laughs> not to buy a car. I, I, I have brought that up. So it's not easy wearing two hats. Hey, and, uh,
1: talk about two hats. And why is my wife out there recruiting people to sell their used cars to us? <laughs> why is she passing out those business cards like M&Ms?
0: Anyway, back over to Stu. Any text?
2: Uh, Yeah, we'll kick it off with uh, Anne-Marie's inaugural text. But Nancy's waving. That means we might have a live human being.
1: Kind of like that car salesman in our mystery (laughs) shopping report. (laughs) Yo! (laughs) Is that what you do now?
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah, Excuse me while I choke. Okay, John. You've been waiting for quite a while. Thank you so much. John from Palm City is one of our regular callers. Good morning, John.
4: Good morning to everyone. I wanna talk about an item that's constantly overlooked and it's very, very important. And then I have a question for Rick. The item is cabin filters. Cabin filters, every automobile has it. It takes out the exhaust pollutants, probably 99.5%. And Earl, with degrees in chemistry, can probably tell you the actual, it's ozone, nitrogen oxide, sulfur dioxide, hydrogen dioxide, and benzene which has been proven to Cancers. cause cancer. Most people don't even remember or don't even know that that filter can be changed. It, according to the filter companies, it should be every 12 to 15,000 miles, but again, notify from your owner's manual that it should be changed. But it's such a major item, you know, 50 million people in America have allergies, 20 million of them have asthma, and this is very important for us when we get in the car. Never mind to open a window because that's pollutant, you're in the car, and this filter is critical. So my question to Rick is, with a common filter, can the average person, male or female, where is it located, and can they change it themselves?
5: Yes, they can, and it's usually located behind the glove box. Uh, I mean, it's it's a little bit of a trick to get to some of them. but. Yeah, the average person could change one out in about 10 minutes. There's probably a YouTube on every
0: cabin I filter on every make car.
5: No, probably about it. I guarantee there's 20 YouTubes of every single model that has one. However, I do recommend for people with allergies and the like, if you have breathing issues, step up and buy one of the heavy-duty activated charcoal-type cabin filters. Oh. They filter a lot more of the, the poisons out of that air that is... Then being blown into your face from the air conditioning.
0: Manufacturers don't make that?
5: Yes they do, but oh. they offer different levels. Uh, you can get one that's a activated charcoal that is uh, much more proficient, but they're a lot more expensive.
0: What comes with a the car?
5: They're usually just a normal paper filter. I got you.
0: Well, thanks, John. Hello, but you I tell that's a, a great item. suggestion.
4: That's why I wanted to point it out to the people. Just don't <clears> neglect <throat> it. It's very, very important and naturally it should be changed if road conditions or where you live it's a lot of dust but the normal thing is to follow your owner's manual and it's 12 to 15 the manufacturer of the filters recommend
0: well thank you very much you just got my brain going now on filters why, I'm asking Rick this why don't they make a cabin filter that you can wash why isn't there Why why can't you instead of having to buy the whole filter, uh, is there? Do you think it would make any sense, or is that impossible to get the benzene out? I guess maybe. I think
5: trying to get the the pollutants out of that filter would be rather difficult without using special cleaners. Yeah, and I think you'd be creating such a more difficult procedure. Mm -hmm. Uh, Same thing for the air conditioning filters in your home. Exactly. Most people simply have a disposable filter that they. Pull out, replace, if I were putter, being no cynical,
0: I would say maybe it's because the filters manufacturers want to sell more filters. And if they came up with a filter that lasted forever because you could wash it and cleanse it, they wouldn't make as much money. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's only if I was being a, a cynic.
5: Well, they actually, there is a company called K&N that does filters like that for the engine. But the procedure for cleaning and re-oiling that filter Mm -hmm. takes about an hour and a half to two hours to do.
1: Yeah. You know, and also my opinion, unless you have to mortgage your home, I suggest not only for your vehicle and your home, but I, I suggest highly. That's the air that you're breathing. Folks, spend the money. Get the
4: and it's a relatively inexpensive item. I was just going to say, equipment. you
1: know, for the cost of your health and for the um, constricted uh, inside of your vehicle where you are, where you're inhaling everything that's coming at you, the charcoal filter is a great idea. And there's only one filter in my in our home that I used to wash and I no longer do that because there's so much construction and there's so much uh, in the elements that is coming into the, the house, it's really worth it. It's really worth it. Well,
4: it's, and it's inexpensive,
3: yeah. but Earl
4: has given away something of our age, of Earl and myself, in the old, old days, the air filter in the car, in the automobile for the carburetor actually was oil. It was infiltrated with oil And it was an oil bath filter. And actually, basically, what you did, you changed out the oil when it got contaminated and dirty. That's what he's probably thinking of, too.
0: Yeah, those were good old days, weren't they, John?
4: Yes, yes. (laughs) Things were easier. Change your own oil and do your things yourself. It was simple.
3: Yeah.
1: I liked it. I like yes. doing it all myself.
0: Well, thank you, John. I was worried well, about you. You didn't call last week, and you're one of our best regular callers. So I'm glad, glad you're feeling okay, and I'm glad you're back on the air with us.
4: Thank you very much. Have a good day. You too, my friend.
1: And thank you for the mail, John. Appreciate it. Uh, we are going to go to our first-time caller, and her name is Misty. She's from Palm Beach Gardens. Good morning, Misty. And welcome to Earl and Cars. Thank you. You've won yourself $50. If you can send me your contact information, uh, that's your address at Nancy s at estoyota.com. And if you couldn't write it down or can't write it down right now before we hang up, I'll make sure you have it. What can we do for you?
6: Um, well, my question is more of a philosophical sort I was, I've grown up working with my own oil, changing my own tires, that kind of thing, but I've always had like, multiple cars, or cars that make sense, instead of putting their battery in the back in the trunk like a Prius, it's up in the front on the engine block. And I was just wondering why do they move the battery?
0: Well, Rick
1: can answer that.
5: that. Uh, Basically, they were looking at the the space that they needed under the hood for the hybrids. Um, The Prius, the hybrid Camry, the hybrid Avalon, they put them all in the trunk. And yet now for the Prius, they've moved it back up in the front because they were able to shrink the size of the inverter down that it gave more room up in the front. Uh, The Camry has come back to the front, I believe now. And Avalon's going to be doing the same. It's, it's much more convenient having it in the front, and having shorter cables means the electric power doesn't degrade as much, it doesn't get quite as much resistance for having to travel a shorter distance.
6: Awesome, that's great. I just wanted to make it simple again.
5: Yep. Well, it was also kind of annoying because if the battery went dead on a Prius with the battery in the back, the hatch for it only is accessible by electric. So you had to have a point up in the front where you could jump power to it to get the hatch open to get back to the 12 volt battery. <laughs> so it was kind of silly, but they've got that straightened around now.
6: Yeah, no. Um, when I started dating my fiance, uh, he his battery died, and I'm like, "Well, why don't we just change it?" And he's like, "I can't. I got to call Triple A." <laughs> and I'm like, "What?" <laughs>
1: well, I hope Rick. So- i hope that he was able to answer your question i was just imagining you when i'm laughing (laughs) i'm imagining you crawling something i would do misty you
2: always break a window you know
1: Uh, can, can we answer any any other question no that was my main
6: concern and i'm glad to hear that they're actually moving it to the front it was just space yeah
1: Yep. yes Yes, all right. uh, Rick's amazing, isn't he? (laughs) He can just he (laughs) he he can answer um, he can answer anything. Um, Misty, I want to thank you for taking a moment and calling her on cars. Um, I hope that you know what an important part of this platform I'm trying to build in what exists in some places as called is called the boys' club. And uh, we're, we're, we're trying to take that myth and we're trying to eliminate it in a lot of different ways, whether it be in the service department, whether it be in the showroom, whether it be on the used car lot, uh, women are a huge, huge part of this industry. And for the uh, auto dealers not to know that is a financial disaster for them. So I thank you and the $50 is well worth it. And if you do, Uh, have a pen pencil it is nancy s at estoyota.com send me your mailing address and please give us a call again
6: (laughs) i may i may if i ever come up with another question
1: (laughs) yeah there's all kind of questions that you can ask and there isn't a question that's not important they're all important thank you misty thank you bye 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 877-960-9960 877-960-9960 Don't forget, youranonymousfeedback.com And you can text us at 877 Number?
2: 960-9960
1: Thank you. Uh-huh. Stu knows it all.
3: I hear it every Saturday.
1: Mentioning Stu. <laughs> <laughs> I blanked. <laughs> it's my age. I thought you were quizzing me. <laughs> you should have played Quizz- along. Quizzing you. Yes. <laughs> okay, uh... Stu's got to uh, share some text with yeah, us.
2: We're going to jump to anne text. Uh, anne says, Good morning. This pandemic has certainly upended the American car market. Cars are more expensive than ever. Loans are longer than ever, and parts are in such short supply that manufacturers are trying to adapt in new and novel ways. Jalopnik referenced a story by Michael Martinez in Automotive News which mentions that the Ford Motor Company is consider- considering shipping partially built vehicles that are awaiting semiconductors or related components to dealers. If this plan is approved, Ford's retail network would have the responsibility to complete the assembly once the chips are available. Only dealerships who would choose to receive the unfinished vehicles would get them and their service technicians would be trained on how to install them. Um, These are indeed extraordinary times. They have created challenges that could pressure a major manufacturer to contemplate making a move like this. After a year like we've had, what could possibly go wrong? I think that is really interesting. I didn't hear about that. I didn't hear I, If they did that for us, I would feel supremely confident that Rick could finish building the cars.
0: Well, I think every dealer would take all <laughs> the cars that they needed. I mean, I yeah. assume poor to shorter cars like everybody else. But I would be nervous about having a microchip installed by a technician. I mean, I think, uh, have you ever installed a microchip, Rick? Yes. Oh, I didn't know that.
5: Oh, yeah. well, I've replaced them.
0: Oh, sorry. I mean, literally uh, the integrated circuit. That is uh within are you talking you're probably talking about a module.
5: Uh well actually um in the inverter, which is the the main power box for hybrid cars, I've replaced the circuit board mm-hmm. in that is the power management control mm-hmm. circuit board.
3: Mm-hmm.
5: Oh a couple hundred now on Priuses. Yeah. Yeah. And well. Highlander hybrids, so Probably and unusual.
2: Just you can grab a soldering iron and a and a, and a right. wrench, and right. <laughs>
5: <laughs> I I put on my special microscope right. microscope have, glasses and I've, I've been back in the shop.
2: Tools and and I saw Rick in the clean suit, and they had like you know like like they're making it. Yeah,
1: yeah that'd right. be a great uh, <laughs> update. Your profile. Oh, go ahead. Uh, I, I like that. <laughs> I used my imagination. You'd look real cute. Anne Marie said in the beginning of that text. I think that's what she said. I think so. What? else can go wrong oh Anne marie i'm holding my head nothing nothing can go wrong
2: everything's fine
1: (laughs) i thank you for that what else can go wrong so you mean that everything that's gone wrong everything's going to be good now exactly
2: (laughs) no way anything can go wrong now all right let's jump over to a text from brian from california he says hey guys brian from california hope all is well my parents just leased a 2021 lexus es300h um last week that's the hybrid First off, they got a great lease deal, especially given the current climate. I go into specifics another day. What really surprises me, though, is how bad the infotainment system is set up on this modern Lexus. <laughs> uh, this was a $48,000 uh, car MSRP, and the infotainment screen is still not a touch not a touchscreen. I know they were famous for having that awkward joystick <laughs> setup before, and now it's just a mouse pad sort of setup. That's what you got in your car. Um, I think it's fair to say the demographic of most Lexus buyers are people people in the upper age brackets. My folks are in their early 70s, so wouldn't you think uh, they would want to make those systems intuitive? I mean, nearly any Toyota product has a touchscreen, and the infotainment system works pretty well. Why doesn't Lexus use the same setup? Uh, the dealer helped a bunch uh, with trying to get them familiar with the system, and they are using it. but. Would you think Lexus would have something better for their customers? Other than the infotainment system, the rest of the car is amazing and they're happy with it. What do you think of this approach by Lexus and will it be a thing of the past soon? Thanks for everything guys.
0: I totally agree. I started the show off uh, about the complexity of cars and I think a lot of the manufacturers are uh, just uh, looking to uh, sell cars with uh, gadgetry. And uh, you can advertise things that will get people's attention and maybe lure them in to buy a product, but using the product after you buy it is another thing. And uh, I happen to drive a Lexus and uh, uh, there's complexities on that vehicle. There's, uh, there's uh, awkward things about the vehicle. There are things on every vehicle that I am aware of that uh, take the uh, driver's attention off the road. And I think that's the biggest sin. I mean, I uh, uh, you know what Nancy is always saying to me you know watch the road because I'm I'm a gadget freak and you're I'm, looking at I'm the bird's still learning things about <laughs> my you, Lexus you're
1: really going to stop shining you know, your shoes
0: and, and I can't stand to. Be, you know I I had I I'm one of these people I can't be bored so even when I'm driving if I if I start to get bored I start thinking about my navigation system or my sound system or What's that switch over there? I've never used that, and I'm thinking about the complexity of the car. Meanwhile, the world goes on around yeah.
2: me. You could do that in your driveway too.
0: I do in the driveway. No, you, could, you should. But do I, that no, in I'm, I mean, we. Are. <laughs> so, uh, I, uh, My prediction. One, another reason why autonomous cars are going to be the answer. You you put a human being in an automobile, and you give them a bunch of switches and dials and and, and touch screens and all the rest of it. And what are we gonna do? We're gonna touch them. We're gonna, we're gonna f- try to figure things out and we're not thinking about the car. We got our cell phone, we got our, you, you got your
5: laptops, you got your, uh, I mean, there's so many things that we do in a car. Rick? Earl's new car, totally autonomous, with 27 fidget spinners on built into the dash that do absolutely nothing but abuse him. <laughs> he just spins them. Well, yeah, you know, we're, talk, we're,
1: we're, we're talking about <laughs> something really serious here that I take very serious. And let me tell you, I may make a lot of enemies right now, but a lot of people have the attention span of a gnat. You're in a car, put your hands on the steering wheel, and guess what? You're on the road with a gazillion other people. Focus, focus,
5: focus. Uh, Trust me, I've seen Nats before. They have a long attention span. They won't leave you alone. (laughs) People that sit in traffic, they stop at a traffic light and immediately a phone is up and the light turns green and they're still playing on their phone. Mm -hmm. I'm not talking
1: about the people that are sitting in traffic. I'm talking about the people that are on the expressway.
5: All and
0: of you are, Both yeah. of you are making an argument for what I just said. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Autonomous cars, and then you say, well, autonomous cars are way in the future. I got one on order now, a totally autonomous car, that will be arriving hopefully in a few weeks. Yeah, we'll and see. see. And so we'll see. autonomous cars are, are becoming available today and in a few years sooner than we think. And you can't change human nature. If you don't have an autonomous car, you're going to continue to have fools like me on the road that are not paying attention to their driving. You know, and I've only been lucky that I haven't had more problems and we all do the same thing. So autonomous cars are a blessing to the human race.
1: And you're putting that much faith into the autonomous car I am, yes. that this will, this problem yes. uh, that is worldwide will be eliminated. Yes. I don't think so. Well, we'll it's, see it's
5: going to take some time but it will happen it's yeah. going to
1: take a long time
5: let's move along all right
1: okay da, 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 dun, da, da. we have a first time caller and she is a young lady her name is Susan and she's from Jupiter good morning Susan good
7: morning Nancy how are you
1: I'm well thank you thank you so much for calling your own cars you won yourself fifty dollars And if you go to earl on cars you can pick up my email address send me your mailing address and well you can take that fifty dollars and have a good time
7: (laughs) i will i will thank you nancy (laughs)
1: you're welcome what can we do for you this Uh, morning
7: well i just bought a corolla hybrid 2022. nice uh as a matter of fact two days ago um the sales is terrific they're very polite they don't push and it's a lovely place to go and buy a car there's no pressuring and it's just a wonderful situation because we bought a lot of cars and we were pressured by uh, salespeople and manufacture lining out- outside the door and that's very upsetting to me because when you buy you're buying for yourself or your family and that's for them. Everybody wants to make a living, Nancy, but to be pressured into something you don't want.
1: Yeah, that's ex- not the it, right way of selling. It exactly. You know, it's an investment that you're uh, making. And you you're walking into the dealership, and you hope that you have done all of the research that you needed to without taking... Oh being taken advantage Correct. of that's number that's one right. and this is a very right. serious in, uh, transaction and it's an investment and you want to drive that's off that lot knowing that your family is safe you got a good price you didn't get taken advantage of whether you're a male or a lady it doesn't matter everyone should be treated the same equally Yes.
7: equally and respectfully and so forth
1: that's all this we ask for third
7: car we bought from you so we knew we were coming back to the first car. There was never a hassle with any of the salespeople, with any of it. Uh, the maintenance people are very good. Everything is great. We are so pleased and believe me, this will not be the last car we'll buy from you because we have a Camry that's sitting in the uh, garage and, uh, we keep it very good, but it's getting older. And uh, we don't have that much miles on it, but I'm telling you, we are thrilled with the service we get from Earl Stewart, and we have service from the, the people that work there.
1: Susan, thanks so much, but you know something, what I'd like to hear, I would like to hear our callers uh, call us and say that they went to Honda, uh, they went to Chevrolet, they were respected, they got a great price, they didn't get taken advantage of, I want to hear all the dealers say something like you just said, and uh, no, we didn't pay Susan to call us, you know, to spread the word on Earl Stewart. Mm-hmm.
7: that's right um, it, oh. we and that's want like all dealers to do
1: business like this
7: to, no and that's what we respect you and your people respect us and that's what makes the purchase goes through we are very thrilled with you thank you company and and definitely you walk into your your place it's absolutely gorgeous but beyond that there's signs saying this is guaranteed Seven days, no hassle. I mean, and it's not a comment; it's the truth, Nancy. It's the truth, and we are thrilled. And we will continue to come back to you. And that's and you know today, that's what you're looking for, and you don't get it a lot.
1: Yes, uh, you're correct, Susan. Uh, in a lot of different businesses, you don't get the truth. Uh, thank you so much for being part of the show. Please spread the word, and. Uh, Maybe some of your girlfriends would like to give us a call and ask any question at all. I
3: hope so.
7: I hope so. Thank oh. you, Nancy, very very much. Oh, you're you.
1: quite welcome, Susan. Thank you. You take it. You take care. Thank have you. Have a great weekend. Okay,
0: Jonathan, get that audio clip. We're going to run that as a commercial for Earl Stewart Toyota. <laughs> you know,
1: um, <laughs> we have to
0: get a we have to get a waiver from Susan first, but
1: <laughs> it, it, it's amazing that we sit here week in and week out, and I think all of us feel the same. You just only want to mention certain things. We don't want to sit here and say, you know, hey, we're doing a fantastic job or somebody calls and mentions the dealership and we feel just a little uncomfortable. But I'm hoping that these dealers are listening to the show and they can't sleep at night because of the way they're doing business. It's a new world. Everybody wants to make money. Hey, well, Everyone can we, make if money. If we
0: clean up Dodge, we're out of work. Do you understand that? I doubt I that mean, very much. It's the, same we with do. The,
1: it's the same with the <laughs> autonomous car. Let's see what happens with the autonomous car and cleaning you up. You
0: don't like doing this show?
1: <laughs> I'm going to take you out in the parking lot and knock you around. Oh, uh, yeah? <laughs> or you can text us at 772-497-6530 we are going to go to Palm Beach Gardens and uh, my uh, eyesight is failing me this is uh, Laurie I believe (laughs) I gotta see my eye doctor (laughs) good morning
6: good morning
1: it's lo- um, lovely to hear your voice <laughs> by the way
6: i am a loyal earl Stewart customer so you know Thank i know you got your two callers already but <laughs> um i'm still loyal uh, it my um beeper goes off even like if i'm a second late with my turn signal it beeps It it is so sensitive. How do you turn that off? The beeper that lets you know that you're going over the lane. Right. Um,
2: Lane
5: Departure Alert. Yep. Yeah. Uh, You'd have to turn that. Yeah, you'd have to turn that feature off, the Lane Departure Alert or the the Lane Keep Assist. Um,
3: Yes.
5: Depending on the model of car, most of them in your center combination meter, you go into Settings on that, and it gives you the option to turn that off.
6: Are they usually that
5: sensitive? Like, if you're second late, putting on your turn signal. Yes. My wow. my wife is driving a 19 RAV that we got for her, and she she drives it all the time. I very seldom drive it, but the times that I do, it it teaches me to use that turn signal very early and it's a little annoying to me but yeah uh, it, it worked on me i've i've used some <laughs> naughty words when i go to change lanes when no one is yeah. anywhere around me and i go to change lanes and it beeps and yells yeah. at me as soon if you start crossing the line
2: me. before the signal is at, is it will beep yep yeah which makes sense
1: yeah in in larry i know i know that it can be annoying and sometimes you do want to turn it off but i wish there were more people on the road who had that feature on their car because everybody is just everybody's running in a different direction and i say to myself Mm. oh that car it was sold they probably got that at a cheaper price because it doesn't have turn signals they're, not <laughs> everyone is using. <laughs> it was an option. <laughs> <laughs> the, yeah, the, uh, your turn signal is an option, as Stu just said. And it's really, it, it, it's a great safety feature. But I can understand what you're saying. I do the same thing with my seatbelt and it's just in you know it, we're all so distracted today and we're in a vehicle and do you do you know how much that vehicle weighs i mean do you know that you've got some you could use it as a weapon so a lot of the features that they're putting in in cars you know they're not meant to irritate anybody maybe if you turned it is there a volume i i'm pretty sure nope oh
5: most cars do not have a volume adjustment only on or off
1: Uh, but you do have to put the signal on earlier
5: yes before you you leave the lane
1: yeah and that part of it is a great feature because it's just letting the other unless you're on a country road i mean you're just letting everyone know you're about to change lanes
3: Mm. okay
1: so all
6: right
1: awesome laurie Mm -hmm. thank you so much for the phone call thank you and spread the word Uh, I'd love to hear from all the ladies about their car whether it be mechanical or safety features or just changing the oil it's all important questions 877-960-9960 or you can text us at 772-497-6530 now back to Stu
5: we have a YouTube over here from Earth Uh, we got a couple actually Uh, let's see first one is let me get back here to it uh, Guy is asking, what do you think of the recent pronouncement from President Biden on the right-to-repair issue, and how will it affect car dealers? Right-to-repair? I didn't hear about that. Yeah. I think it's,
2: they're mainly talking about like uh, tech like phones and things like that that have propriety. Like for, for example, like these independent Apple shops that fix iPhones, like iFixit, um, I think that falls into that category. Mm-hmm. And a lot of manufacturers of high-tech are saying, no, you have to send it to us. Um, and there's a movement to say, no, we have a right to be able to have the parts and the av- ability to fix our own technology. Um, as far as cars goes, there already is a right to fix it. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, and, but we support it because, we, you know, if you're going to do a good job, as long as you follow the proper guidelines, um, we don't know how easy it is to fix some of
0: the high-tech stuff now, but it's not. Yeah, I don't think there's a simple answer to that question because there are some situations where the manufacturer or maybe the representative, the, the uh, network, retail network, repair network owned by the manufacturer uh, is qualified to do it safely. On the other hand, there's the selfish motivation that the manufacturer wants their string of uh, establishments to reap the benefits or the profits from the repairs. So you have to be careful. When you legislate something, you can uh, create a problem on unintended consequences, and you don't want to have... Every uh, Tom, Dick, and Harry able to repair every product on the market because they're not going to get the re- repairs right, then you have an unsafe
5: situation. Exactly. And from Negan One, we have uh, bumped a little, there we go. Okay. I'm on a three week quest now to buy new tires and wheels for my 2020 Ford Raptor. I'm finding that the majority of tires are on back order. Are you seeing this also at your dealership microchips and now tires? people may end up with tires or brands they do not want because there are no other choices.
0: We can't get batteries, I know that. Well, we (laughs) talked about that very thing in our last management meeting at our dealership. And yes, tires are a problem and uh, uh, we are having greater difficulty now getting tires that we need. And uh, you name a product and there's probably a problem uh, getting that product today. The whole pandemic has created a product shortage, inflation,
1: high prices. Yeah. And a shortage of drivers. Yes. I mean, that's major, too, in with everything else.
2: And to a greater extent, batteries. Batteries is the one is like the crisis thing. And we got just standard, just regular old cars that just can't. We're not talking about hybrid batteries. We're just talking about a regular 12-volt battery.
5: Yeah. No. You can't get them. And the last one I've got here from Steve E. is it's disappointing to see the Land Cruiser get discontinued in the U.S. market. Yeah. Is it because the Sequoia already had the same place in the market or for some other reason?
2: Uh, It's it's probably the the price point. I mean, it's an incredibly expensive vehicle. Um, I think most Toyota dealers might sell a Land Cruiser a year, <laughs> if that. It you know, it's it's just a low sale. Um, I'm sure it had a very high mar- margin, but the volume probably didn't justify it. Um, and yeah, it was also kind of didn't make sense. They had these two big SUVs occupying the same space, and one is really really nice and uh, and about twenty thousand less twenty thousand less dollars than the Land Cruiser. So. Yeah. I think that's what it was. And if someone's gonna spend that kind of money, they will go over to the Lexus and buy their, the, the uh, what's it, what's the, um, the, the big 470? 570 570,
1: yeah. yeah. Interesting. Um, we're gonna go back to the phones and we're gonna talk to Marty, who is a regular caller from West Palm Beach. Good morning, Marty.
8: Good morning, how are you?
1: We're well, thank you.
8: Uh, a couple of weeks ago, I called to complain about a, like a creaking noise in my armrest Uh, console. It was an on and off one. So rather than hiring somebody to drive with me all the time and put their hand on it, I decided to stop at the dealership. So I stopped at at your dealership and the service uh, advisor said, well, nothing you can do with that. So I figured there's got to be something you can do because the rest of the car is very quiet. So I went over to this place. I'm going to give him a plug. It's called Driver's Seat in Okeechobee Boulevard. And uh, what the guy did was he cut off two, maybe one-inch strips of a a foam, uh, like a little piece of foam, and it had an adhesive back to it. And he said, put one on each side of the latch, and presto, that solved the problem. So Fantastic. I Just want to tell Rick, if anybody, <laughs> if anybody ever comes in with that problem, that strip probably cost. I mean, he didn't charge me. He just cut off a couple little one-inch strips, and I'm sure you can buy it somewhere. Uh, that it, it, but it was like a maybe a a quarter of a half an inch. Uh, maybe I don't think it was a half an inch, but maybe a quarter inch thick. But
0: with that adhesive backing on. Marty, let me ask you, guys to repeat the name. Drivers what on Okeechobee?
8: Drivers seat. Drivers. The
0: drivers seat. Driver's seat. Oh, the drivers seat. Like nice. I'm sitting now.
5: Like being For, in the driver's
0: seat. Yeah, let's let's uh, make a note of that and uh, thank you. You know, uh, I don't know the company, but we're
5: going to give them a plug, and we're going to. Uh, Rick, you know him The drivers seat started in the Cross County Mall probably Mm -hmm. 30, 40 years ago, uh, when it was at Okeechobee and military. And when they started revamping that mall, they moved from there and they're now in Okeechobee about uh, a mile east of military, mile and a half maybe. They're across from the, uh, uh, let's see, the Haverty's furniture and all that. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's it's a great little shop. They have all kinds of really great products, uh, cleaning products. Really good stuff. It, they, it's a great shop. Do, re,
0: do they do repairs
5: too? No, they're yes. they're more of like uh, Marty says. Yes. Uh, well, so they do uh,
8: seat covers. Yeah, certain seat things. Covers.
5: Seat covers and that. No,
8: certain things they do.
5: Yep, but they're it's it's a really nice little shop. Yeah. They they get uh, cleaning products, stereo equipment, uh, different things for add-ons in your car. Yeah,
0: I, lo- I love companies like that, and I'm embarrassed that we were stupid and uh, and gave Marty the wrong the wrong. Uh, answer there's nothing we can do about that I you know, that, to me that's unacceptable to say to anybody there's nothing we can do about it and too many of our uh, technicians and too many of our service advisors and people just today uh, if there isn't something in the book that tells you how to fix something they don't do it the way Rick used to do it when he was younger and a lot of people you know there's old-fashioned isn't a dirty word sometimes if you don't have a part or there isn't something in a manual that tells you how to fix something. You use creative uh, thinking, and you come up with something unusual, exactly what driver's seat on Okeechobee did. There's a way to fix everything. You can fabricate a part. Uh, You can use your brain to come up with something different. And... It isn't always in a manual how to fix something. Sometimes it's common sense, and uh, we're going to give driver's seat a plug. And Marty, thanks very much for that call.
3: Yeah,
1: yeah. it's not always.
8: To, I just wanted to tell you the guy came out to the car and looked, you know, looked at uh, item, and he said, you know, there's a space right next to the latch on both sides, mm-hmm. and then he said, well, this should, this should do it, and yeah. do it did. So I thanked him and. Uh, and just wanted to let you guys know that's a
1: great story i like that driver's seat and i was in the driver's seat when i when they were at the cross county mall and another place i used to go to is the hubcap shop I'm not sure, are they still around, Rick?
5: Hubcap Warehouse, military trail between Summit and Forest Hill. You know where
1: they sell
0: stolen hubcaps? They they get them everywhere, but
5: uh, (laughs) it's a bright pink building.
1: But I loved going in there, too. And how great is that, that someone came out to take a look at your car? You know, great service. So thank you.
8: Yes, yes. Okay, have a good day. Thank you,
1: Bonnie. Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to mention uh, Earl's Vigilantes. Uh, you know, you can. Uh, you don't have to change an engine. You don't have to consider yourself. If you're why, uh, I'm
0: wearing this silly hat, that's
1: what. Uh, you don't have to consider yourself a, you know, an auto expert. And uh, you'd be helping us. You'd be helping yourself. You'd be helping the people in your community. Uh, so you can go to Earl on Cars and you can sign up uh, at uh, uh, EarlsVigilantes.com. Uh, and you get one of these hats. Uh, yeah, you can get a hat. And uh, they're cute little hats. I didn't wear mine this morning. Uh, At any rate, uh, take advantage of that also and help us at 877-960-9960. Or you can text us at 772-497-6530. www.youranonymousfeedback.com. Now, back to Stu. All
2: right, we got a text here. Good morning, ladies, lady and gentlemen. Uh, my question this morning is: Why are certain Kia and Hyundai models targeted for theft? Maybe Rick can explain why. Why are these cars easier to hotwire than all the others? Um, I had a coworker whose car was unsuccessfully targeted, basically, basically without his car for several weeks as he waited for parts that are in short supply due to the due to the epidemic, thefts and damage. Not all cars are targeted. So, did Kia and Hyundai knowingly go cheap with their design? Um, like it was in the Ford Pinto, that uh, that car makers knew it was cheaper to pay the lawsuits than redesign the car properly, and that's from Tom in West Alice, Wisconsin.
0: I, I have uh, one answer; there are probably multiple answers. But uh, if you look at the uh, demographics of the purchases of Kias and the, and the neighborhoods that they're parked, and the uh, um, you know the the type of people that buy these vehicles. Uh, That all has something to do with it. I mean, you probably, uh, Rolls Royces don't get stolen very often, and that's because they're in gated communities, usually in garages, and they're probably protected by uh, webcams and burglar systems and things like that. So, uh, unfortunately, uh, uh, the uh, make a car, the price of the car, and the type of buyer uh, affects the uh, amount of theft uh, that are, occurs but there are a lot of other reasons too.
5: Well that's going to be one factor but actually uh, he basically almost answered his own question. It's the availability of parts in a lot of cases for repairing them. So what happens is they'll steal a car or steal the parts off of the car, sell them to disreputable repair shops that are looking to get these parts and maybe the parts aren't available or maybe they just like paying a whole lot less for them than charging their customer full price. Uh, this was a big thing with airbags back years ago. So why, why, would, why would Kias get stolen more than, uh,
0: say, uh,
5: BMWs? Well, could be likely with Kias especially. You figure most repair shops that are repairing BMWs are going to have to provide documentation of where they get their parts from versus a, Kia, a place repairing Kias, a small shade tree shop, which is where a lot of Kia people would probably go for repairs. Which was my demographic point. Again, yes. But they're going to be a little more, um, shall we say, unconcerned about the origin of those parts. So if they can get the parts cheap, that's just one factor of what they'll do with them.
1: Okay. Interesting. Stu?
2: Okie dokie. Good morning. Last summer I was trying to buy a new car on the last day of the month and the dealer seemed not willing to budge. Uh, Then months later, I heard Stu mention that Toyota had paused their monthly bonuses to dealers for hitting those numbers. Have they come back since then? I'd like to hear more about how they work and how much below dead cost a dealer would go to hit one of those bonuses. Um, They did come back this year. Um, They paused it just during 2020 uh, due to the uncertainty of the pandemic, but then you might've heard the car business has come roaring back since then, and so they're back in place. And um, uh, they do, uh, it depends on the manufacturer, the Toyota dealer might get an additional, there's already a lot of incentives, but a Toyota dealer might get an additional uh, $400, $500 per car um, for hitting these numbers. And that's how much they could go additionally lower, but it's up to the dealer how low below cost that they choose to go. These days with the inventory shortage, we're not not seeing that. Um, That will come back as soon as competition revs up and there's more cars to sell.
0: Yeah, but the incentives for the manufacturers at the end of the month is only one of many reasons. Right. I mean, it's uh, a lot of it is, I think, the, the whole system. We're based on a 30-day cycle. The manufacturers live and die. You know, the president of Ford Motor Company, uh, he looks at the, at the uh, Ford's production and sales for the previous month. So do the stockholders. So do the board of directors. And his job depends on how well he does month to month to month. Uh, The automobile business, for most manufacturers, is a month-to-month thing. It isn't how well did you do last year or the past two years. It's how, you know, tell me what you did for me last month, and you live or die. People lose their jobs. Salesmen lose their jobs. Managers lose their jobs. Manufacturers' uh, managers lose their jobs. So a 30-day cycle is very important, and the last day of the month will always be very important, and you can get a better deal.
2: All right, Uh, here's another one. With regards to the Prius battery being in the back of the car, you can jumpstart it from the front. In the fuse box, you will see a red cap, remove it, connect your red cable to it, and find a ground for the black cable. And that's from Jim in Riviera Beach. Correct? Yeah, as
5: a matter of fact, uh, back when Priuses first started that generation, uh, 2004, when they started doing that, I put together a, a PowerPoint presentation, basically a photo video that showed how to get to that because so many people had no right. clue. And then when they were stuck at home or something, we could simply send that to them so they could see how to access it.
3: Hmm.
5: That's right.
2: Um, okay, so the next one, we have a text here. It says, good morning. I've read that there will be an all new 2022 Toyota Tundra. Have you seen one? If so, what are your first impressions and when will it be available? And that's from Everett. Um, Toyota started teasing it this summer and then they did a reveal and you can see the pictures of it online. Um, I think it looks pretty cool. It's just my personal opinion, um, and I think we're going to start seeing these things. I think early in 2022. Well,
0: I saw a negative comments. Said so it looked like a tank.
2: Well, that, that looks good to me. I'm yeah. looking at it right now, and I'm I might, I might want to drive one of these things. Oh, well, you <laughs> like tanks? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was always kind of a military sort of nerd. Um, so I have seen it. It was kind of funny. There was a uh, little inside uh, information. They started to. Uh, they were going to do a dealer-only leak online, like a special reveal. And um, some dealers, and they weren't in Florida, so our dealers were already starting to like post on social media uh, to leak it. And they, they got slapped down, and we got a nasty email from uh, the president of SCT uh,
5: yeah. t- saying, not "us personally," a uh, you know, group email saying, it, "Hey,
0: <laughs> yeah," he says, "How dare you not to Re- t- reveal this? <laughs> reveal the uh, the Tundra." The right. tundra. <laughs> well,
2: they they go to great pains to keep it secret, but you know, there's always leaks. Always leaks.
0: Sometimes the leaks are on purpose. Oh yeah. And, and sometimes the objection to the leaks are to get PR. Uh, you can't believe anything anybody says anymore when it comes to marketing.
2: Yep. All right. We got another Toyota-centric text. Uh, looking to buy a Toyota Rav4 XLE in a specific color. All are in transit. Um, and inquiring about how to purchase a car that's not on the lot. Is it a good time to buy or wait? Absolutely. Come on. No, I'm standing. We'll it, it, this I I can't say. It. He's got to say it. You, you can say it.
0: Well, it's uh, I mean let's face it, folks. Uh, it's called supply and demand. We have a, a, a peak in prices. So if you like to buy products at high prices, go ahead and buy a car. I mean. Do you want to pay more money for a car? If you have to pay more money for a car, then you, you, you should you should buy a car. If you don't have to pay more money and you don't mind waiting 90 days, you can save yourself several thousand dollars. So uh, you decide what you want to do. Yeah. I mean, uh, uh, we have a dealership. We'd love to sell you a car when I put my dealer hat on. But if I got my consumer advocacy hat on, which I have on right now, uh, you're crazy if you buy a car today unless you have to.
2: All right. Hey, Anne-Marie texted us again and has got some clarification on the right to repair. And she says, right to repair really affects farmers. Equipment manufacturers are actually telling farmers that they can no longer fix the tractors, etc. Only the dealers slash manufacturers allowed to work on the new machinery. If a farmer's machinery breaks down in the middle of a field during harvesting, the farmer is supposed to get the equipment to the dealer to get it fixed and just let the harvest wait. I understand that it's the farmers that are pushing the right to repair movement uh apple customers might be right behind the farmers <laughs> huh. yeah i did read that um so oh, yeah. that's uh a well There's two sides to
0: every story and yeah. the farmers say that uh anybody can fix their tractor and they want to have the right to call anybody out there i would kind of tend to believe believe the farmer because he's he's the one driving the factory of uh, the fa- tractor well at least if it's a, a small farm and uh if uh, if it's a, a giant farm, a mega farm, and you're having some poor slob drive your factory, your your tractor for you, uh, I would question whether or not you just should have anybody fix it. So I don't know. Two sides to every argument.
2: Okay, we got a text from Bob. Uh, Bob, for us, if you deliver a car to a customer in Orlando, can you also take the trade in? Uh, yes, uh, we can. And, and and a lot of companies, like for example, uh, you know, Carvana, they they do the same thing. It's they are sight unseen, Um and but they do their best to like, give a, a good appraisal figure for your car and they've been honoring it and a, a good company would do that. I would be maybe hesitant if you weren't so sure about the ethics of the dealer you're, you're dealing with. Um, things could change when they see your car and, and say, you know there could be a gotcha saying, oh, you didn't describe the car the right way. But for an online sale, there's a lot of uh, pictures um, being sent, a lot of, um, you know obviously they're not driving the car ahead of time, but um, a pretty good appraisal can be
0: done sight unseen. Um, The key is to get it in writing, and uh, before you drive uh, 200 miles uh, to pick up a car and trade your car in, uh, have in writing, okay, this is the appraisal on my car, this is the way I described it to you, these are the pictures I sent you, and if if they didn't ask for pictures and for a precise, specific description, then I'd be worried about it. But once you have an agreement with a specific description, commit it to writing, and then you have them legally because they can't back out you can sue yeah. them if they don't give you what they said they were going to give you but Stu's is absolutely right the used car if you'd have told me 25 or 30 years ago that i'd be buying used cars lots of them online which i'm doing yeah. today at our dealership and the whole world is buying and selling used cars online sight unseen and they do it because it's committed to writing when i'll buy a car in Orlando on a computer and I will pay for the car because I am covered if the car is not as represented in writing I get my money back mm-hmm. legally they can't refuse me so yes the world is going to go totally online and every you buy on Amazon everything's online yeah. you get trade-ins online everything's going to happen online and, and over the next few years,
2: yeah, the foundation of this has been has been being laid for the last maybe yeah. 25, 30 years. At eBay, I mean, people th- you know selling used things on eBay. Um, there's a trust uh, that needs to be established, and the dealers that have established trust, and the companies that established trust will do better, and the ones that are yeah. iffy verbally I- I
0: doesn't speak. work. Nope. It's got to be in writing. You've got a lot of writing. You got text that'll work. You got email. You got old fashioned writing. Uh, I suppose you could record something if you told them you're recording it. Florida, both sides need to know it's being recorded. But if you don't have documentation, then you don't have a case, a leg to stand on. So be sure you get everything in writing that you agree to before you pick up the car.
1: Yeah, and you can apply that to anything and everything. Speaking of online, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we need volunteers to um, help the senior citizens with the Uh, they're maneuvering their way around uh, the internet Uh, not everybody is savvy and uh, you can help us by going to Earl on Cars and uh, you can help uh, help out by volunteering to uh, assist the senior in buying a car um, leasing uh, even getting their cars fixed so uh, take advantage of that and we'd love you to come on board 877-960-9960 877 or you can text us at 772-497-6530 uh, ladies uh, I have $50 here uh, one more lady caller and you can win yourself $50 you know I'd, I'd like to ask you um, in case there's some ladies out there listening and I go oh goodness what could I call and ask a question about I'd like to find out how much of a focus you put on a brand when you're purchasing a vehicle. Is that something you really concentrate on? 877-960-9960. Give us a text, 772-497-6530. Now back to Stu.
2: We have another text from Kyle. and says, I love what you said at the beginning of the show, that you're on the pulse of the car business more than the media. Could you see manufacturers raising MSRPs 10 to 15% next year when maybe 1% to 2% is normal? Um, I don't. Um, I don't think that's – I think the after this, inventory crunch, car dealers are going to go – I mean, and manufacturers are – they want to sell a lot of cars – uh, like uh, like Earl reminds me all the time, every time they wholesale a new car to us, they're getting full sticker and making a ton of money. Um, and they don't really care, well, they say they care, <laughs> but um, how much the car dealer se- sells it for, as long as the car is getting wholesale to the dealer, they've uh, they've done their job. So I really don't see an MSRP going up 10 to fifteen percent. that would just I think that would crush sales. that would be uh, too high of a price point. For most vehicles.
0: Hey, I've got. I have an input. I've never had a voicemail message input, but I got a call from Steve Weiss, and he called me and he said, "Earl, I'm listening to your show on 106.9. It's Saturday at 9:05 p.m. You said those types of pia, uh those types of people who like to uh, use Kias. Well, you know, if you don't like uh, those types of people who would like to drive Kias. And then I'm—it's I'm, voice recognition. Right. Uh, you should stop selling them on your lot. You know what I'm saying? You know what kind kind of makes you a horse's ass, right? So, uh, basically, as uh, Steve Wise says, that uh, I shouldn't be selling Kia's okay. on the used car lot because, okay, right because, uh, and the point is that I, uh, as a retailer, I provide every type of car that people want. That's my business, and the Kia happens to be a pretty good car. The fact that they ha- people that buy Kia's happen to have them stolen more often, uh, that's just a statistical fact. And we were uh, trying to figure, brainstorm why certain types of cars are so, are stolen. The Pinto, uh, someone said the Ford Pinto was stolen. Yeah, they're less uh, yeah.
2: less likely to be in a gated community.
0: Um, yeah. In a gated community, yeah. people. Better policed area. Better police, and so on and so forth. So if I'm a horse's ass, then I am a horse's ass.
1: Well, what about a consumer report? I mean, uh, are, we, are we going to uh, make it illegal to purchase a Kia? Let's talk about the, uh, what is it, Tell, Telluride? I mean, Consumer Report rates it pretty low for a whole lot of reasons. Anyway, Steve, why that proves road. that
0: we will, uh, we will air any criticism, constructive or otherwise, on the air? So keep them coming, and let's get back to Stu.
2: Okay, I
1: have um, more to say.
2: <laughs> Earl, when is your plaid Model S arriving?
0: Oh man, I wish you hadn't said that. I'm really irritated. I, in fact, I'm, well, I'm really glad you said that. I tried to call Tesla the other day, and Stu did too, and they have a terrible system for customer input. We tried uh, chat, we tried the email. Chat,
2: the chat was only for buying solar roof uh, panels and the big the wall battery <laughs> yeah. that they sell.
0: I'm so like, oh. Tesla, I mean, I love the product. I love Elon Musk. Uh, I love a lot of things about Tesla, but their retail ability in terms of dealing with customers is terrible. And I'm a potential customer, and, uh, and they make it easy I'll say this, they make it easy to get my money back or cancel my order every time I go online to try to find out where my Tesla Plaid is they say, if you want to cancel your order uh, Click sign here, here. Right. So they got, the, 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 they got such a great product that they know that people well, buy
2: it you know this is helping you become more um, empathetic to, to car customers right. exactly. this yeah. is the first time yeah. I think I've seen you in your entire life as a car-buying customer.
0: Consumer, yeah. Elon, are you listening? Elon, listen, forget about going into outer space for a minute, will ya? You have a Is lot of customers, that? and I'm okay. one of them, <laughs> and I want to know when my damn ca- Tesla Plaid's going to come. And I, I ordered it in May. And you won't talk to me. Nobody oh, no, from t- Tesla will no, talk to me. We just got a
2: text from Elon Musk. <laughs> <laughs> he says, "Hold there, your horses, there, Earl."
1: There's th- there's there's people that are listening. Yeah. To the recovering. He, Elon Three Elon's, blocks blocks down Elon's down going from up in the
0: spaceship. He, he, he's on a spaceship, and he and <laughs> they,
2: they, they, he stays on the ground. Oh, okay. You're thinking of Bezos and, <laughs> okay. and uh, Branson.
0: Okay. Building right. the spaceship. That's right. I got I got my billionaires confused. <laughs> Okay.
1: There's so many of them.
2: <laughs> All right, here's another text. Rick, would you recommend replacing the OEM wiper blades with better-performing, longer-lasting, aftermarket wiper blades? Can you recommend a brand? I ask because every new car that I've ever bought had terrible wipers that streaked, skipped, stuttered, and jumped.
5: Uh, the first thing I always recommend with wipers, if, you, if they seem to be having an issue, clean your windshield real well first because that's usually the cause of it is... All The road grime and stuff on the windshield right. causes it to deteriorate quick. But we're in South Florida, rubber wipers break down. I recommend replacing them at least once a year, and especially when we got rainy season starting, like right now. Yeah, put a new That's set right. of wipers on there, folks. They're not really that expensive, and you'll thank yourself and me. When you can see properly in that pounding rain,
2: there's not anything like these silicon uh, wiper blades any better than. There's rubber.
5: there's so many gimmicky ones, and to me, like the triple ones. Yeah, that really the, whether you go with OEM or just simple basic wiper blades from the parts store, it look for a reasonable price on if you want to check Consumer Reports. But I I would just look for a good popular brand at a reasonable price. And I would recommend re- just replace them more often. Annual
2: and keep your yeah.
5: And keep your windshield super clean. All
0: right, that makes sense. All right, um, can, can I can yeah. I jump in there on that? Yeah, yeah. I just I I love Amazon, and I I just went to uh, Amazon for wiper blades and I sorted by uh, consumer satisfaction reports and four star rating plus, and you get a whole bunch of them in there. So I'm looking uh, at Rainix. Uh, it's a bestseller, uh, 54,813 confirmed buys, four and a half stars, fifteen dollars and twenty-seven cents for Rain-X wiper blade. So it's so easy today to find a really good product on Amazon. I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm like yeah. Uh, to me, Amazon is I, kind of like Tesla. I, I mean, there's certain companies out there that just are doing one hell of a job. Yeah. And
1: it's and easy and to buy good products. Yeah, and they definitely are. But uh, buyer beware, because compare prices. Amazon's a great place to go, but be very careful of the pricing.
0: But if you get the uh, consumer rating, and they won't talk about price, on the star rating, price is one of the criteria. So if you get the highest rated product, it includes the fact that they think the price is fair.
1: Yes. Yes, they do.
5: By the way, Wayne says that Elon sent your Plaid Tesla to Mars. (laughs) (laughs) all right we'll pick it up there
0: yeah maybe uh maybe jeff bezos will take me to mars and i can pick up my
1: test if he doesn't i will (laughs) 877-960-9960 or you can text us at 772-497-6530 don't forget i'm waiting to hear from one more lady caller first time lady caller who can win herself $50. $50, 877 960 I thought we
0: already had to. Misty and Susan.
1: Oh, we do have to. We have. No, Susan wasn't Susan. Uh, oh, there is. Jonathan gave me the high sign. Ah, okay. Well, I got all excited. We're out of money. Okay. Today. <laughs> all right. It'll come out of my pocket. <laughs> okay. I think we're going to go to Rick because he's got some YouTubes down there.
5: From Donovan. This one is. Are Earl and Stu surprised at how long it's taking the Japanese automakers to get into the EV market and ship a product comparable to the U.S., Korean, and European automakers? And how does Toyota still think so many of its cars will have a gasoline engine in 2030? I, I mean, I, I, I've
2: said this on the show before. I, th- I think that they are... Um, uh, behind behind the wheel on this I mean behind the the times on this I, they were definitely looking at uh, particularly Toyota and we know most, most about Toyota uh, putting all the their eggs in the in the hybrid basket and they saw it as a transitional thing uh, mm-hmm. transitional technology uh, they are doing it um, they don't have as uh, the you know the as ambitious goals as some of the other manufacturers but um, I think that by 2030 they're're they're expecting to see something like uh, Thirteen percent all EV and fifty percent hybrid, and then and then growing as they go further in time. I think they're going to speed it up. It's going to be the I think demand's going to fuel it. I think people are going to start seeing, experiencing, driving it. They're more popular, and that's going to explode faster. I'll go
0: out on a limb and say that there will always be hybrid cars, and I think that um, until we have a battery that is totally foolproof, and I mean one that won't catch on fire, which I'm surprised we didn't get a lot of calls. Uh, this morning about the Bolt. Uh, not only are the lithium batteries catching on fire, but they're catching on fire after they've already been fixed. And uh, yeah. the Bolt batteries that are catching on fire today uh, were recalled a year ago, and they came into the dealerships, got fixed, and they catch on fire again. So you gotta kind of wonder, uh, the nice thing about a hybrid is you've got a backup. You've got an engine. and. Uh, uh, most people don't need the engine but some people do, that's the reason I say there will always be some hybrids. If you're a long distance person and you have to go a thousand miles or you, you really gotta go hundreds of miles and you gotta rely on one source of power uh, maybe having a backup source of power is not such a bad idea.
5: I look forward to the day that they can do like that uh, company's testing over in Europe where they have electrified roads,
0: mm-hmm. yeah, it'll be. I mean, it'll, it'll be a long, long time before there's just one vehicle that is all electric, and uh, let's say it'll be 99% electric. Yep. Yeah,
2: yeah, I, I would like to see. I, I thought this was a neat idea, um, and I don't know any, any manufacturers that's that's doing it. Was the the idea of having a quick replacement battery where you drive over and the battery would you would take out your old one mm-hmm. that way because that's the one thing i'm starting to learn with the um it's not a big deal because i'm a local so charging is not a big deal but i'm going to be going up to orlando in a, in a few days and um so i'm feeling a little, a little stress about okay i'm going to be able to make it to orlando on, a, on one charge mm-hmm. but then i'm gonna have to find a charging station up there and kind of plan it out on my trip. It's it's more thinking involved.
0: And remember a hybrid vehicle, it would still be a hybrid vehicle if you had an engine that was only purpose was to charge the vehicle. I mean, you could have a hybrid and you never use the uh, gasoline engine, except if the battery ran out of juice, then you could use it as a generator to charge your battery. So that's a hybrid. And what's wrong with that?
5: Well, it, it would have a, a few issues with, like issues might be the fuel going bad. You'd have to find, oh yeah, work on. Yeah, there, there's things that they would have to work out, like the idea it, of how to stabilize the if fuel. If you're a
0: trucker in Australia yeah. and all you do is go from one and on one coast to the other, and you're in the outback away from everything, and, oh yeah, and the, your battery goes dead, and you're in the middle of the outback in Australia, it'd be nice to be able to crank up your hybrid engine, charge your battery, and continue on. So.
5: Could you imagine if the top of an 18-wheeler were set up with uh, uh, solar panels? Yeah. For that, yeah. an electric vehicle that could go across to Australia mm-hmm. without ever having to stop. That, yeah. Yeah. if they get the solar panels working right, yeah. that'd be awesome. But you would need the hybrid in, Australia, in uh, Alaska. Oh yeah, yeah. It was yeah. during the winter.
1: Yeah, yeah. Hey, Um, Stu, to your concern about the uh, charge, <clears throat> and you getting to Orlando. Uh, can you answer this question? I was reading about a lot of people who can't afford a charging station in their garage. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people just don't have a garage. Do you think that, you know, they're going to work on adding more stations as, you know, we get further into the future? Oh, yeah.
2: That's, that's happening now. I mean, if you look at Be- just Because even, there's not enough. No. Um, well, I mean, f- exactly. For Well, there's like for example Tesla has their proprietary superchargers and i forget how many they have around the country you know thousands and you find them your car can find them they just it's programmed to find these things and there's yeah. other things other manufacturers like ChargePoint and they're growing exponentially at your home you don't have to install a um, like a higher output charging thing you can plug it into a regular 110 it doesn't charge as fast uh, but for topping up overnight, you can do that with electric vehicles, with just with an extension cord.
1: Great information. We're going to go back to the phones where Lynn has been waiting from Stewart. Good morning, Lynn. Welcome. Good
8: morning.
9: Uh, you talked to uh, my wife called about uh, six weeks ago. Her name was Heidi, and it was about the uh, uh, radio. would go on and off. And uh, Stu repaired it just by speaking, because the day after we talked to you, after months of this problem, it fixed itself. That's that's a special <laughs> talent
2: I have. Supernatural.
9: did say go to Best Buy. I did. Uh, I'm doing that while she's driving the car, and then she tells me it didn't go off anymore. Well, anyhow, the uh, guy said that they didn't have a Prius 3 listed in their computer list. And he also said that they have a problem getting various radios, and he well, he could put one in there that would fit should you need it, and, it would, and the facing would be the same on the front. But let's pass off with that. My problem now with the Prius is I have a windshield washer in the back works and the wiper goes on. the front the windshield wipers come on with the wipe but but the doesn't doesn't spray. Is does it have fluid? Huh? Oh yeah. Okay. Is it says <laughs> separate pumps for front and rear? Is that one pump that does everything or is there one little pump in the I can see one little pump. Does that do everything?
5: No, there's there's two separate pumps so you're going to have one for the front and one for the back. So it could be that that pump is quit.
9: Definitely, definitely. Okay, and I would find that. I know where the first one is. I can see that one, but I don't know if I have to find the second one. Or just uh, The car's in a dealership right now. I'll have them replace it because it's in there for uh, uh, some problem that it had, and it's an extended warranty deal. So, And they're waiting for parts.
5: Well, so they'll need to test that. it first because you want to make sure you're getting power to that little pump first. And if it is oh, okay. the pump, then they can get you a new one.
9: Thank you. That's all I need to know. All
1: right. Thank you very much. Thanks, Lynn. Give us a call again, 877 960 9960, or you can text us at 772 497 6530. And don't forget to go to Erlong Cars, where his latest column is uh, Well, it's very informative because uh, there's a lot of hazards in going into the dealership to get your your car serviced um, it's just an amazing place where they can sell you just about anything so uh, take advantage of that column it's at Earl on cars common hazards of servicing the vehicle you purchased from your car dealership now back to Stu oh, excuse me uh we have uh Mimi we have Mimi calling from West Palm Beach good morning Mimi welcome back Oh,
10: good morning. I'm continuing the saga of the uh, conversion van I have. It's a Dodge Grand Caravan. I believe I told you, like, the lights went on with the brake and the ABS and the swerving line parts. I forget what that is, ESP or something. Anyway, I I, um, took it to the uh, repairman who usually just does simple things, and he said it was electrical, so I did take it to the dealer went to Arrigo because they're um, the one that didn't give me a hard time or overcharge me at least I didn't think Mm -hmm. they did and uh, they put it through a um, diagnostic and they said it needs an ABS module and a hydraulic unit now um, the young lady who was my service advisor was brand new kind of only six months old and um, I was I need more information and I wondered if well, I might even call them, but what is the hydraulic unit for? Because the conversion part works, the ramp goes down, so evidently it might be a separate hydraulic unit for that. But uh, she did say something about it. It helps with the brakes. Can you educate me, please?
5: Right. The uh, the hydraulic unit is basically going to be like a booster that provides uh, a pump, really, that pressurizes the fluid. So that when the car needs extra power for the ABS brakes, it pressurizes that fluid and gets high pressure to apply the brakes, even on and off, even when you're stepping only lightly on the pedal. It's, okay. a, it's a complicated system. It's, the, the systems are very complex on these cars now, especially for like if you have pre-collision where you have automatic braking. But anti-lock oh. brakes require extremely high pressure fluid And sometimes the person stepping on the brake doesn't give quite enough pressure, so the ABS system will actually work this pump to build up the pressures that it needs.
10: Oh, okay. It's a 2008. I don't know how advanced that is. Um, Okay, they said the ABS module is on a nationwide back order.
5: Yeah, not surprised there.
10: Oh, okay. A a lot of parts are
5: on back order for everybody.
10: Oh, okay. So I just wait. But it runs um, as well as it can. They said I also need a valve cover gasket change and that the uh, engine and transmission mounts are cracking. (laughs) So that's a different thing. Um, But as far as the, uh, I mean, it drove, you know. Mm -hmm. It still has a a little trouble starting, like, I I mean, I start the car, it starts great, I run it a little, try to warm it up a little bit, but then when I engage the transmission I notice it hesitates a little, and and I have to, like, be patient, let it get going, and then put the gas on when I go in drive and push it a little. Um, I'm wondering, does that indicate anything that I need to work on in the future?
5: That sounds like, <clears throat> excuse me. That sounds like a transmission issue, like it's starting to just have some uh, problems getting the gears to change in the valve body. Um, mm-hmm. Depending on the age and miles of the vehicle, uh, two thousand eight. Yeah, and and you know,
10: seventy-five thousand miles.
5: Yeah. Well, that is kind of low miles for that, but uh, depending on your situation, and obviously to get a new conversion van, I know those are quite expensive it may be more economical to consider saving up towards a different vehicle rather than putting a lot of money in an older vehicle. Uh, with, Like Earl says, within another few months, four or five, six months, we're going to see this market turn around and car prices are going to start dropping dramatically. So you'd have mm-hmm. to kind of weigh the options on that.
10: Well, uh, my husband has passed away. That's why I needed the conversion van, And... Um, I guess I've kept it because I have osteoporosis and figure, okay, well, I'll use it then in 10 years or something. But uh, <laughs> I don't know if it's going to last 10 years. Um, the thing is that when I bought it, the lady says, you have to get your $22,000 worth of conversion out of it. And I don't know if that's possible. Hmm. Are you familiar with um, reselling things? I mean, David bought it online. I, he looked online. Somebody had... Put you know they put the ads there and then they brought
0: it up and we tried it out. Let me ask you this question: uh, How much driving you say? Seventy-five thousand miles on a two thousand twelve. That's that's very thousand
3: eight.
0: That's very low mileage. Uh, and on today, uh, every, uh, once uh, during, during the thirty day period, how many miles do you drive? Right now, not much. I. Yeah.
10: I I may go to Boynton, I'm in West Palm. I may go to Boynton Saturdays, and then I go to Port St. Lucie like uh, every three weeks
3: or every. every
10: and what you
0: might consider is uh, you could, because you're, you're you have two issues here. Prices are going to come down dramatically, as, as, as uh, Rick says, in three to six months. And uh, but the prices are very high now for used cars, so you're. Your vehicle is worth a lot more today than it will be worth in three or four months. If you could somehow get by without a vehicle um, for a few months, uh, you could have your cake and eat it too. You could sell uh, your van and you could get maximum money for it, and then you could also buy a car to replace that van, which would be more, you know, a smaller vehicle uh that would be more practical for you uh, at a lot lower price uh you know i, I wrote a, a blog column a few weeks ago that you can you can use carpooling you can use uber or lyft i used uber the other night myself uh you can uh you can even rent a car uh rental car prices are high too but if you don't use a, a car much uh on a monthly basis you could get by fairly inexpensively, especially if you had a friend that would help you out and you could do some carpooling. Then you could sell your van, get a lot of money for it, and then buy the replacement vehicle for it in three or four months and save a lot of money. Um, uh,
10: that does sound tempting. So to to sell the van, I'll, I guess I, I'll get the ABS module and the hydraulic unit fixed probably. Should... um. And do
0: you, do you put it online? Well, we, we can help you with that. I, you you uh, have a lot of sources for selling a vehicle today. Uh, you would, uh, tip, I, I, would, I would shop, but you always want to get competitive bids. Uh, your your vehicle is in very high demand. I would go to ver- various lots of sold uh, RVs and uh, I would ask them to give you a bid on your vehicle and uh, sell it to the highest bidder. Uh, if you go to three or four places, uh, you could probably go to uh, CarMax. They uh, do they sell RVs too? Or? I
2: I don't you think
10: so. You mean
0: conversion van? Conversion van. Oh, huh? conversion vans. They probably yeah, do. Conversion yeah. Conversion vans. and uh, uh, conversion vans. Any place that sells conversion vans, uh, you could go to Carvana. You could go to We Buy Any uh, We could go. Oh, uh, there's um, CarMax. Autonation stores buy cars, all dealers buy you know we buy we buy vehicles. you get a bid from us, uh, go to other dealers. Uh, the more you shop it, the better price you 're going to get and uh, uh, now 's the time to sell you get out at a high price high time on the market, and then you would have to be sure that the extra money you would make, which probably would be an extra thousand dollars or so. Uh, would be more than you would have to spend over the next three or four months for transportation until you could buy a car at a lower price.
1: And Mimi, that's a great suggestion by Earl because right now, these prices are soaring right now. And boy, I'll tell you, what a great time to take advantage of uh, turning that uh, that, uh, that van in, uh, that conversion van. I mean, prices are up 54 point three percent on these used car prices and you're in a position to wheel and deal
10: well that's good to know so um okay so then uh do you recommend i uh start i mean should i wait around for the parts to get it fixed or just let them know that it's going to cost two thousand two hundred dollars to get it fixed and take that you know, uh, I would
0: it. I would shop it right now and as is, and you can always change your mind. But I, you know, start out by getting a price from us, and then take that price okay. and go to some other uh, places like Carvana, CarMax, AutoNation, WeBuyAnyCar.com, okay. and shopping cool. around. And then uh, you you can always uh, change your mind and have it fixed. Uh, you might find out it's better just to go ahead and do it now without getting it fixed.
10: Wow. okay, well, I thank you for the information.
1: Thank you so much. You're sure quite welcome. welcome, Amy. Look forward okay, to hearing wonder- from you.
10: Thank you. Have a wonderful day. Thank you. <laughs> look
1: forward to hearing from you again. Um, uh, ladies and gentlemen, our lines, mm-hmm. <coughs> excuse me, are frozen now, so we're not going to be taking any more calls. It's 80 degrees outside. And, not going to be frozen. And we're going <coughs> to, excuse me, we're going to be uh, talking about the Mystery Shopping Report uh, soon. And that Mystery Shopping Report comes from uh, Palm Beach Toyota and uh, Asian Lightning, like I said before. Um, you know, what a natural talent. Uh, she, she makes it look uh, and sound so effortlessly. And uh, she does a fantastic job week in and week out. And you can be guaranteed this too will be a great Mystery Shopping Report. And uh, Stu, our talented, talented writer, uh, among other things. Uh, have you know, I think we had more do female it.
0: callers than we have ever had on this show, we'll have to uh, count them, but uh, uh, give uh, Nancy a pat on the back for what she's done to, to get the audience, Thank uh, you. female audience, up to where it should be.
1: Thank it's a team effort. Thank you very much. Uh, we're going to go back to Stu where I believe he's got some text. Yep. Uh, Rick, do you have YouTubes on
5: Uh We're a little caught up right now.
1: Okay. Yep.
2: All right, Uh, here's a text, says, I have a question for Earl and Rick about air filters inspired by your caller, John. Rick always says, show me when a service person tells you that the air filter needs to be changed and decline it if the filter doesn't appear dirty. Um, John said it filters out benzene, a carcinogen. You can't see that.
0: Yeah. My my, my take is uh, Hmm. that... uh, if, 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 if the filter is clean and white appearing, the chances are it doesn't have a problem with benzene. So, uh, uh, it's, uh, The manufacturer's recommendation is based on average conditions and if you happen to live in an environment and drive your car in such a manner that you don't use your filters uh, up as quickly as other people,
5: you should take advantage of that and not replace them as often. When I walk out to a customer's car, and I pull that filter out, and it's jammed up with dirt and dust and debris, and I say, this is what the air goes through before it blows into your face, would you like to replace it? And I guarantee you, most people, when they see the condition, mm-hmm. uh, you, yeah, you don't see the benzene, but you'll see everything else that's in there.
0: No. I and think when they the look at point was, nasty. The college oh. point was that you can't see the benzene. Right. And I thought about that when the uh, original caller um, made their point. And uh, I'm I'm, I'm shooting from the hip now because I don't know, but my guess would be there's not very much benzene in the air and that uh, depending on where you live, uh, maybe that would differ. But uh, as far as I'm concerned, if I were uh, the driver and I saw a, a sparkling clean filter, I wouldn't want to replace it.
5: No, uh, but you won't ever. Unless you just replaced it, mm-hmm. you won't see it sparkling clean because mm-hmm. it's going to catch everything else as well. Yeah. Yeah. you don't. You don't see the benzene being filtered out of it, but you'll see all the other stuff that's been filtered out of the air. Yeah,
3: mm-hmm. and but what
0: if there's no other stuff that was filtered out of the air? I mean, uh, if you live in, if you live in, I'll, I'll say. Pittsburgh used to be a city, so I'm an old guy, so, well, so yes, if yes, you live in Pittsburgh, your filter is going to clog up a lot faster than if you live in Arizona or if you live in uh, South Florida. So I, my point is that uh, all it's a big world we live in, and the air quality differs from area to area, and the manufacturers say, you replace your filter at exactly the same interval whether you're in saudi arabia or pittsburgh and i say that can't be you have to use common
5: sense sometimes uh, and uh, you'll, you'll still see get sand and dust and dirt in them you mm-hmm. know about
1: these filters there's a whole lot of things that you can't see in them but boy they can be deadly when you're driving your vehicle and how many service departments are going to take a filter and show the customer what the, what they're driving with you know so rick uh, my hat's off to you i just love it uh whenever you see that part that they're going to replace or even the filter that is really can be very detrimental to your health we're going to go back to Stu uh before we go to that mystery shopping report
2: and yeah, we just have a few anonymous feedback messages uh to get through um first one says the way that these dealers do business is why i'm still driving a 2005 truck I had helped my daughter with a used car purchase recently, and the process made my skin crawl dealing with people who are true vultures. I tried to talk her through it and understand the game. Thanks, as always, Earl, for the
0: honesty. When the manufacturers understand this and start clamping down on their dealers, because the only thing the manufacturers do is we'll sell them more cars. When they realize that the negative treatments that uh, customers are receiving by their dealers, and they step up to the plate and push those dealers to do the right thing, uh, then Earl on Cars will have accomplished his mission.
2: All right. Uh, next one says, I disagree with your comment on old tires. As long as there is no cracking, the tire doesn't have obvious wear, most 10-year-old spare tires are still better than one-year-old tires that are exposed to heat, UV, ozone, and loads on the cars.
0: I, I, I think if you carefully inspect the tires, you're probably right, but why would you buy a 10-year-old tire or a four-year-old or two-year-old tire? And uh, if you're driving a car and you have no cracks, keep the tires on there. Yeah. But uh, if you're buying tires, be sure you get a fresh set of tires. And, uh, you know, just, uh, again, it's kind of like air filters. Tires uh, deteriorate in different climates and conditions uh, differently. So uh, buy fresh tires when you can.
2: All right. Good afternoon, Earl. So I'm reading in the Tow Yard blogs of California that no tow yard or recycling yard will take an electric car involved in a car fire because of the environmental catastrophe of the huge burned lithium batteries. It's a toxic nightmare, have you heard about this happening in your state?
0: Yes, I think uh, the lithium battery is still an issue, and uh, they need to get it fixed. I don't know why these uh, bi- batteries are bursting into flame, and that's what uh, uh, General Motors is scratching their head right now. What the hell is going on with the bolt? So as long as this continues to happen, to me it's a simple solution. You have a battery. Uh, fires can't exist without oxygen why the hell can't they just seal the battery in such a manner that it, no oxygen can get to it and if no oxygen can get to it the uh, the battery's not going to burn so the engineers need to get to work and fix the lithium batteries so they don't burst into flame anymore
2: all right next one i just watched your mystery shopping report for phil smith kia and it reminded me of a news article i recently read about a toyota dealer in california that was asking thirty thousand dollars over MSRP for a TRD Pro. <laughs> Who are the fools that are paying these prices?
0: Unfortunately, I ask myself. Money is no object. <laughs> <laughs> I, you see it every day. I, and you, do you get the emails that I do and the texts? Uh, from uh, India and the, the words are misspelled and they say your uncle died
3: yeah, and, Nigeria.
0: and send, send me a good faith deposit for $500 and I'll send you $200 million somebody does that and I say to myself who is dumb enough to fall for these things and the answer is a few people and that's right. the reason and they're the same scams people. exist. Exactly. Same
2: people who are paying $30,000 over a sticker for a TRD Pro are <laughs> sending all their money to Nigeria. <laughs> Last one Anonymous feedback. Good morning, Rick. Thank you for answering my question last week about the low oil due to a leak from the oil filter. You were correct. I did not have an oil light and no check engine light. You really know your stuff. Take care. Love the show. What a perfect segue
5: to the next
2: phase of the show.
0: You're a genius,
2: right? I'm (laughs) telling you. He's a good guy. Yeah,
1: exactly. Okay. Mystery Shop. Ladies and gentlemen, you are part of the voting process here, so we want to hear from you. So text those votes in, and we are going to Mystery Shop Palm Beach Toyota, and that is the famous Agent Lightning who is out there.
0: Palm Beach Toyota is having a good sales month. Relative to the other Toyota dealers in South Florida, Palm Beach Toyota is achieving a greater percentage of their sales objective uh, for July. Some of this can be attributed to inventory. Before the big crunch came in June, Palm Beach Toyota's relatively sales, relative sales performance wasn't that spectacular. Selling fewer cars in May and June meant they started this month with more cars in stock than many of their competitors. When the crunch came, they were better positioned to capitalize on this advantage. Uh, but that's not likely the only reason. Clearly their marketing efforts have been effective, and this has resulted in a steady stream of customers walking through their front doors. Lately, they've mainly run ads featuring low payments and customer testimonials. Whatever an, uh, an, an anomaly appears on our whenever an anomaly appears on a radar, we can't resist in investigating. We're pathologically curious here at our own cars. And what has really piqued our interest is what is actually happening when that stream of customers come walking through their door. We've uh, Mystery Shop, Palm Beach Toyota maybe a dozen times, and each time is different. They currently have an impressive C plus or B minus grade on Good Dealer, Bad Dealer list.com. Before you buy a car, go to our list Good Dealer, Bad, leader, bad Dealer and so on, our own cars, and choose somebody on the Good Dealer List. Yep. We're we're recommending them as a good place to buy a new Toyota, as long as you follow our advice to avoid a potential minefield of common car dealer sales uh, practices. And that goes for every dealer on the list. Uh, For our investigation this week, we sent Agent Lightning to Palm Beach Toyota with a buyer's order. Now, a buyer's order is a legal document. very hard to get a buyer's order. If you are in the process of shopping and comparing prices on cars, if you can get a copy of a buyer's order with the -the out-the-door price, you are in the driver's seat. The price on our buyer's order was the same clear price we offer everyone. We didn't muck you around to trick Palm Beach Toyota. It's a real price. Agent Lightning's instructions were to see what happens when she tries to get Palm Beach Toyota to match the, the car and the deal. And this is the way you should buy any car on to otherwise. Find one dealer who will give you the out-the-door price, take that out-the-door price, that's the price you can write a check for, hand it to the salesman, and drive the car home. Real simple. Get the out-the-door price and shop it, shop it as many places you can. Here's a report. I arrived at Palm Beach Toyota late morning, parked right in front of the showroom. I barely made it out of my car when I saw a salesperson waving his arms and yelling strange. Trying to get someone's attention, I quickly realized he was trying to get my attention. I'm Agent Lightning speaking in the first person here. He yelled, how can I help you today? Not very professional. He's about 50 feet away. I didn't shout back. Instead, I waited for him to come to me. He approached me in a much lower volume, asked, how can I help you? I told him I was shopping around for a new Camry XSE. Uh, the salesperson, who still hasn't introduced himself, again, not very professional, asked me to come with him inside. He led me to a desk, offered me a seat, Uh, left for about 12 minutes. He returned and reported that he had only one Camry XSE in stock, and it was a hybrid. Now, this is standard. You go into any car dealership today, they don't have many cars, period. And if you're looking for a specific model and color, forget about it. You're not going to find that car, probably. Uh, I told him I didn't want a hybrid. I explained that I'd already done all my research and I was now in the process of finding the right price and the right dealership. He just tuned in. We're talking about Palm Beach Toyota and West Palm Beach, Florida. The salesman insisted that we go out and just take a look at the hybrid. Well, what's he gonna do? That's all he has. He's gonna try to sell you what he has. And that's the marching orders from his manager and the owner. Sell what you have. You can't sell what you don't have. I relented, followed him outside. At this point, I assumed he was never going to tell me his name. <laughs> so I asked, what's your name? His name was Lucky. <laughs> That's funny, my name's Lucky too. Then he said, I'm sorry, I never got your name either. Then I told him my name. I mean, not to get a customer's don't name. Don't say it again. Yeah, okay. <laughs> we, found the Cam- we, we found the Camry XSE Hybrid. And Lucky began to do a presentation, but I stopped him. I said, I wasn't sure where he was going with this because I don't want a hybrid. I took out out the offer from the other Toyota dealership and that was Earl Stewart Toyota and showed him the the equipment. I said, I need the gas model. I don't want the hybrid. I need the one with a panoramic sunroof, navigation and advanced technology package. I'm not flexible. Lucky said that it would be really hard to get the car because of the inventory situation and recommended I take something that we already had there. He said it could be 10, 20, maybe 7, uh, even longer than 30 days because, uh, before they could bring in something for me the way I described it. He says, give me a $500 refundable That's deposit, good. and they, they'll go try to find the car for me. I asked if he would give me a more specific estimated time of arrival If I was willing to order one He said he believed he could Then suggested we go back inside I sat down at the same table Lucky went to speak with his manager Lucky returned with Andy uh, The manager uh, a few minutes later Andy reported sadly That they could not find any Camry XSE hybrids out there With a panoramic sunroof I said that that was fine because I did not want a hybrid, <laughs> so they just couldn't communicate. I yeah. said I made this perfectly clear with Lucky, uh, Andy apologized, and said Andy, is you know, Lucky's manager, said he'd go back and look for one right now. Before he uh, he did, he took the offer from Earl Store Toyota and looked at it. He assured me that he would he would be able to beat that deal by three to four hundred dollars because. That particular dealership will not negotiate on price And he returned in seven, and that's true And he returned in seven minutes, seven minutes uh, With a a vehicle information sheet, not a worksheet With a $35,500 out the door OTD written in ballpoint pen on it Earl Stewart was $35,800 out the door, that was the price bottom line He said it was arriving in five days I started to ask Andy what fees were included in the price. You know, dealer fees, hidden fees. He said there were no fees added because he gave me the out-the-door price. And this is true. Yeah. I mean, you don't care, and I, I've said this over and over, you don't care about hidden fees. When you start playing the hidden fee game, you're playing their game, you just say, out the door. That's your game. Out the door, write the check, hand the check over to the salesman, go home with the car. That's the out-the-door price. All taxes and fees, were included with that number. That's what you want to get. Then he walked away to speak with another customer at a nearby desk without saying a word. I don't know if he thought I was finished, but it felt rude for him to just do that, and that was rude. I looked at Lucky and asked, what just happened? His manager just walked away. I asked him if he could get something from me that itemized what I was paying uh, for the vehicle. Lucky said I would need to give him my driver's license ...and some more information from me before he could do that. Now I'm feeling frustrated. Needed to clear my head, so I excused myself. Walked out for a few minutes. Walked out to my car, sat down in the driver's seat. Called Stu with an update. For an update, Lucky stood nearby and watched me. After a few minutes, I walked back over to Lucky... ...who said he didn't understand why I'd left. I said, I just needed a few minutes. He walked inside. Lucky pointed to the seat and said... You can sit there while I get Andy. And that offended me, speaking as if I were Agent Lightning, because if felt like I was being given a command. Some people don't like to be pushed around. Most people. Lucky and Andy went back quickly. Andy said he didn't know uh, why they'd, uh, what they'd done to upset me. Well, but he wanted to make it up to me. I explained what had upset me from pushing the hybrid model or to introduce himself Lucky to introduce himself to Andy walking away to speak with another customer uh, to the way Lucky spoke to me when showing me where to sit so, uh, you know, that's just not right. Andy listened and then apologized He said he was trying to help me and another customer and he screwed up and dropped the ball. Okay, he admitted he was wrong. That's a good thing to do mm-hmm. admit when you're wrong. I asked for a different salesperson Andy nodded asked Lucky to excuse us I spoke with Andy for a few minutes. He was being extremely nice and apologetic. Then he got another salesperson to assist. And that was AJ. AJ uh, Andy brought AJ up to speed. I left to give me a worksheet. AJ took my license, asked me for some more information to enter into the computer. And to return with a worksheet showed that the bottom line was 35,005. That was Earl Stewart bottom line,
2: no, no, that, was, uh, that the, was our bottom line yeah. that was theirs.
0: he pointed out that the Camry XSE mm-hmm. had some more equipment on it so it was even a better deal that I was looking at, he said that if I left him a $500 refundable deposit, that's good I'd have the right of first refusal when it arrived in five days, hmm he said he really wanted to earn my business and he deeply regrets uh, how poorly things start out he seemed legitimately remorseful I told him that it had been a roller coaster day for me, and I need to go home and talk about it with my husband. So there's there's a the, there's the situation, uh, clumsy presentation, uh, perceptibly rude treatment, but bottom line, a better price. And as I said before, folks, this is a textbook way to get a good price. Find one dealer somewhere whether you're buying a Honda or a Ford or a Chevrolet find some out the door price. Once you get that one out the door price, you have got a weapon to use on the competition. And you shop that out the door price with as many other dealers as you can. And be sure you give get a price at least as low or lower. And that's the way you beat the dealer at his own game. And Agent Lightning beat my dealership and got a better price from another dealership and she won the gold medal for being able to get a good price. And it was a damn good price because the price we gave her was a good price and she got a better price. And that is to be applauded. And if you can emulate that when you buy your next car, don't do it today because you get it cheaper three or four months. Three or four months, use this mode of operation and buy a car and you get the gold medal just like Asia Lightning should. Now we need to vote.
2: Okay, we've only had one grade. Actually, two grades came in. Uh, Mark gives them, he says, based on customer service, D. Um, and then Bob gives them a C for Palm Beach Toyota. I'm going to go higher. I'm going to raise their grade um, from the uh, C plus, B minus to a regular B. Um, just based on this experience. I mean, uh, and that's all we that's all we do on a mystery shopping report. So, yeah, I think there was some clumsy uh Handling by by Lucky, uh, maybe even Andy, but ultimately I think they redeemed themselves and um, they stuck true to what they what they promised her. So they did do a better deal, three hundred dollars less than than us. So I'm going to give them a B.
5: All right. Okay, I've got uh, let's see, Guy with a B plus, Mark from St. Louis with a C, Agent Lightning had the power, Negan with a B, uh, Andrew with a B plus, Donovan with a C. Frank says, a rough start, but extra marks for admitting their mistakes. I'm guessing he's going passing grade there. John Strine with a C. Mark Smith, uh, let's see, Oop. B minus. Wayne Vite with a B minus. Brian with a B. Bro Scientist says, it hurts, but I'll give him a C. <laughs> and Frank, of course, says, given this crazy pandemic environment, a B. And I'm, I'm agreeing. I'm going with. Actually, I'm I'm going to give them an A minus. I say they were a little pushy, a little odd there, but I'm going A minus on it. Nancy.
1: Well, I'm going to give them a D. Uh, Not everybody wants to be pushed around, and uh, the fact that uh, Andy and Lucky apologized, uh, I. uh, i'm not going to make any excuses for what i'm about to say but in this climate uh, they're real anxious to sell a car uh, whether they were sincere about their apologies and the way they handled communication in the very beginning i don't know it's questionable uh, and uh, is everyone as savvy as agent lightning mm, i don't think so so uh, knowledge is power ladies and gentlemen and uh, go to on Cars and download that affidavit that I invented, where you can get the final out-the-door price without any haggling and negotiating and all this other stuff. That's my my vote. I give him a D. We
2: have a few more coming in. We got another. Uh, we got a. We got a. B P- minus from Tim on Facebook, Karen gives him a C, Linda gives him a C, and uh, Steve says another great show, thanks, <laughs> no great. <grade.
0: laughs> yeah, well, let me, I, I want to uh, echo uh, Nancy's comment about another, but everybody is as powerful, in fact, the caller also, the texture, uh, is Agent Lightning. Agent Lightning, uh, and this is her personality, this is who she is, you don't want to mess with Agent Lightning, it'd be like messing with Nancy, uh, you know, she's, uh, she's a tough gal and uh, she doesn't take any BS, and she's a, you know, she is a, if she'd never met us, she'd be a good car shopper and car buyer because she doesn't take any guff. Um, uh, so, if you're that type of personality, uh, and I'm, gonna, I'm gonna give them a B. Uh, I'm gonna give them a, a Palm Beach Toyota B because they did what uh, they should do is give an out-the-door price to beat a competitor. Most dealerships wouldn't even do that. And they would give you a low-ball price and then they would try to switch it on you later. Very few dealers will do that. So if you stick to your guns and you're tough like Agent Lightning, this is the way you get a good price. Unfortunately, most people out there are not tough and they get swayed. They would have, they would have gotten swayed and ended up with a car they didn't want to buy or something else, and all the efforts that were attempted. But give the doublets due a B for Palm Beach Toyota, and you can buy a Toyota from them if you're tough.
1: Okay, ladies and gentlemen, we're just about out of time. I want to thank all of you for tuning in to Earl Stewart on cars. You make the show, and we so appreciate you week in and week out. We'll be right back here next week, same time. Have a wonderful weekend.